let's just start with with Wednesday night's game. Like you mentioned, there was a there were moments where they should have lost it, then should have won it, and then absolutely did not earn it at the end. You know, got to give credit to Chicago for making plays in overtime. But the the takeaway, and you wrote about this, and I and this was my feeling in watching the game. But the takeaway was Jabari Smith and just his growth, the way he defended DeMar DeRozan down the stretch, and then ju- just overall how much more comfortable he looks out there on the basketball floor. Uh, what what were your impressions of Jabari Smith in this game? And, and you know, just kind of tell us the, the, the gist of what you wrote about. Well, you, you look at just the numbers overall. I think it was, what, 18 points on 7 of 14 shooting. He was 4 of 9 from 3. He had 15 rebounds. Like, he just – he made an impact – on both ends of the floor and you know he can guard anyone this is this is why you draft him where you draft him because of the shooting because of the defensive presence and the fact that he can guard anyone essentially one through five he's still still getting better when it comes to guarding bigs but he can still do it and i think for me that last possession of regulation where it's him against demar Derozan isolation there's 23 seconds left on the clock and demar Derozan is basically been one of the best isolation players in basketball for the last seven years. Really, the, the NBA started uh, keeping data on isolations, uh, really, of, of plays uh, about eight years ago. For the last seven, DeRozan's been in the 80th percentile when it comes to isolation. And there's a few years where he's been in the 90th percentile, which is incredibly high when you consider how many isolation isolation possessions that he gets every single game. And he's got some tricks and you know, those tricks are coming and Jabari Smith did not fall for any of those tricks. And he forced DeRozan into a really tough 20 foot fadeaway and he missed it. And that gave the Rockets an opportunity to get into overtime. So that's just, that's a really difficult possession. That's a really difficult Island to be put on. And he handled it really well. And he's had a really good season. Uh, Again, one one of the things with, with Smith is that, the numbers, I don't think for him, I don't think the numbers will ever jump off the page. He's never going to be the type of guy who's going to average like 25 and 10. But he is going to score the basketball. He's going to score the basketball efficiently. And then he's going to play really good defense all over the floor. So I, I think that this has been just a really good year for him. And again, the numbers, like the overall, the top line numbers, they won't jump off the page. Like I, I think he was averaging 12 points a game this year. And it's like, yeah, like I think the scoring average is up like half a point. But that does not show you how big of an impact he's had and how much he has improved really at everything this season. Yeah, and I think for me, I I focus so much on the scoring, and and part of that was because the shooting wasn't really quite there as much as we expected it to be even as a rookie. Like, it it wasn't quite there, and it's improved over time. And it's still up and down at times, but it's been overall, I think, pretty good. But the defense is really the calling card with this guy. Like, we got to remember – even going back to the draft. And I think there were some times, there have been times where even the defense was lacking or and it wasn't necessarily effort. It just, was, it just wasn't there yet or developing fast enough, I think maybe for some fans. But he's been so good at it lately. And I thought, especially, I guess especially watching last night against the Rose and all the things that you mentioned, I thought, I feel like watching him out there without Dylan Brooks highlights it even more. Because Dylan Brooks is, you know, the kind of like their go-to perimeter defender. And, you know, we talk a lot about the improvement on defense with the Rockets. And then we associate it with all of the veteran leadership that they brought in. Dylan Brooks, Fred Van Vliet, Ime Udoka's intensity, Alperen Shingun, who we're going to talk about in just a moment. 
really developing into a, a much more of an all-around player and, and, and doing more things on that end of the floor to where it's it seems like somewhat I wouldn't say forgotten but like just underlying there is hey you know what you drafted an elite defensive prospect even if he's not going to be what you just said the the prolific scorer who gives you to maybe it is just 18 a game. Maybe, maybe it's just somewhere right around 20, but not quite much more than that. But he's the guy that can guard, you know, most one through, or, you know, two through five, one through four, given, you know, depending on what the makeup is of the other team, like a guy who can come in and be not only your most versatile defender, but perhaps your best one. If he realizes his potential, like he, he looks much more now like the player you were kind of expecting them to be. And it's kind of a reminder of how long sometimes it takes. And it's not like it's been forever, but, but it stood out to me even more so with the absence of Dylan Brooks, like, Hey, when the game's on the line like that, it's going to be Jabari Smith that you're going to put on, you know, on a DeMar DeRozan, who's an elite ISO player. You're right, and if Brooks had been available last night, then it's probably him who's guarding DeRozan in that spot. But the fact that you feel comfortable enough, and like they they could have had Jayshon Tate out there in that spot too, or they could have had any number of guys to handle that position because you know the Bulls are going to DeRozan in that spot, and they went with Jabari Smith, and they felt comfortable with it, and he did everything that you want him to do in that spot. Like that's Again, that's a really difficult spot to be in just because – you're in the penalty. So it's a tie game. You foul him, and he's great at drawing fouls. Now all of a sudden, he's basically an automatic two points from the free throw line, and now you are you find yourselves behind, and you're you're desperate to try and score. He did not foul him. And, and again, DeRozan tried. You know, he, he took two dribbles to the left, two dribbles to the right, tried the crossover. He had to bring it back out. That, that's how good the defense was uh, from Jabari Smith in, in that spot. And it just – it shows you, you know, he, he admitted last night, like as a rookie, I couldn't guard. Like he, he even said, I, I could not play defense when I was a rookie last year and like playing defense at this level, it's, it's really difficult and he's getting better at it. And you know, he's got to get a little bigger. He's got to get a little stronger because again, they're going to ask him, he's basically their backup center at this point. Um, when, when they go to the bench, like he's been over the last week or so, he's been leading that second unit as the center. Then they have the four reserves out there with him. So he's got to get a little bit more physical there, but he's a good rebounder. He's got a nose for the basketball. The shooting has really taken a big leap this year. He was 40% in, and 30%, last, you know, 40% from the field, 30% from three last year. This year, I think it's, what, 48% and 38%. I mean, that, that's how much better that he has been there. So this is this is what you thought you were getting with the third pick overall last year, and this is why a lot of people thought that he would be the first guy taken in that draft. Yeah, and – Everything that you just mentioned there at the end about the shooting getting better and what you mentioned before that about him needing still to get stronger and bigger uh, to, to 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 play those center minutes. And we, I mean, we were even talking about that as uh, when he was a rookie and here we are, you know, in year two. And it's still a thought like this backup center, he's going to have to play some five minutes at some point and have to, you know, develop his body to be able to sustain that. But this is where I'll push back a little bit on the idea of, you know, that he can't be any, I know you didn't say that he can't, you said that you don't think he will be, but I'm still holding out a little optimism for him being a, a little bit more of a score, like right around that. Like I tend to agree with you, but if he does make some of those physical improvements and we know how hard he works, like we know he's got the right sort of intangible stuff going for him. If all of that comes together, like I could see him being a, you know, light, uh, 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 like I always thought like, what if he could be a, some sort of, 
version of LaMarcus Aldridge, whatever the 2024 and, and beyond version of that is like a guy who can just get his shot, uh, you know, on the block or like his mid range as he wants it, but also can, can, you know, can stretch the stretch the floor, you know, and, and then just a much better defensive player, you know, like I, I still have visions of that because he's got that touch or it seems like that, like the shot should be there. Just when you watch him shoot the ball, you're like, man, once he gets comfortable and strong enough and physically, you know, imposing enough to be able to pick his spots as opposed to kind of taking what he can get. You know, I think he can be a a lot better than what he is, even if it's not going to be, you know, 25 a game. Maybe it's, maybe it's 20, you know, maybe it's somewhere, maybe he's a 20 and 10 guy. I still think that that's there. I don't think that the LaMarcus Aldridge comp is a bad one, uh, but he's just got, he doesn't shoot the ball that much. You know, he, he gets 10 shots a game and he can't really, doesn't necessarily create offense for himself either. So the one thing about him is that he can get off his shot from anywhere on the floor. It doesn't matter if he's being defended just because of how, how tall he is. And so you can try and contest a shot, but it doesn't really matter. I remember last year he took a mid range over Evan Mobley uh, and he was able to make it like, that's a really hard way. If you can get your shot up over Evan Mobley, you can pretty much get your shot up over anyone. I mean, the only guys that might be diff- uh, tougher guys to get your shot up over would be what Victor Wembanyama and, and Chet Holmgren at, at this point. So if you can maybe get your shot over those, over maybe. Uh, and if Rudy Gay, if Rudy Gay is guarding you on the perimeter, you should cook him. Anyway. Yeah. Or I said, did I say Rudy Gay? You said <laughs> so- Rudy Gay. How how old am I? That that that's a very 2007 of uh you know your, the prime of your life was 2007 thing of me to say, uh yeah Rudy Gobert but yeah you know what I mean but for it, sure yeah but it, it just shows you the talent and um he's he's a guy for them we we talk about you know guys and pieces I I think that he has shown that that he's a guy moving forward yeah for sure um uh, you know I I I think back I and I, I'm sure we talked since then but I think back to that. Uh, to that Atlanta game, um, where, you know, where they lost the game, but where he went for, I think it was like, what was it, like 34 and 13 or something like that. Like, I, there have been some moments where you're like, okay, this is, I'm feeling a lot better about this, and, and they should be, more importantly, feeling a lot better about this than, say, they did at the end of, uh, or I wouldn't even say at the end, of, by the end of his rookie year, it was kind of getting a little bit better, but you know what I mean, maybe uh, this time yeah. a year ago. 